Hi, this is Aaron Rios, lead pastor of Garden City Church in Beverly, Mass. I pray that you are enriched and encouraged as you press on towards the cause of Christ. Open your Bibles today to Jeremiah, the 16th chapter. We're going to look at verses 14 through 16. If you have it, let's read together. It says, Therefore, behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when it will no longer be said, As the Lord lives, who brought up the sons of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives, who brought the sons of Israel from the land of the north and from all the countries where he had been banished from. For I will restore them to their own land, which I gave to their fathers. Behold, I'm going to send for many fishermen, declares the Lord, and they will fish for them. And afterwards, I will send for many hunters, and they will hunt for them from every mountain and from every hill and from the clefts of the rocks. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word today. I bet if I took a poll and asked everybody, raise your hand if you would love to see God demonstrate his power. Raise your hand if you would like to see manifestation of God's promises. And when I say manifestation, I just mean the materializing, the, the reality, the tangible, touchable reality of God's promises in your life. Would you want to see that? I believe everybody wants to see the manifest promises of God in their life but not everybody's necessarily about the price associated with it. It's really easy for all of us to point to the cross and, and say, Jesus did it all so I can receive it all, right? But it's really not that simple. While it is that simple, I want to ask you the question, what, what really happens next? What, what happens next in your walk? What comes next? You, you gave your life at an altar at one point in your life, Maybe you said a prayer, maybe, maybe you went to youth group or you went to church, um, maybe you heard something on the radio. You gave your life to God, now what? Is that where the story ends? You see, because I'm looking at this passage about this beautiful promise that God is, is giving Israel. And, uh, but before we arrive at this really beautiful, hopeful promise, if you go backwards, we've just endured about 16 chapters of some of the most daunting fearful portions in scripture uh, that's really ever been written. What we're seeing here is God himself is rejecting Israel and handing them over to judgment. I mean, a chapter earlier, we can see uh, the words of the prophet in despair. Um, if you look back on, uh, on chapter 15, you see Jeremiah's prayer. Uh, verse 18, it says, why has my pain been perpetual and my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Will you indeed be to me like a deceptive stream with water that is unreliable? See, because often in life, before we get to the promise, we're going to spend some time wrestling with disappointment. I don't want to pass over that. That's, that's really going to be the focus of, of my message because it's, it's about the season of preparation. And for Israel at this point, man, at this point in their history, God himself is sending them off, sending them off in, into captivity. So before we enter this promise, we've got to wrestle with the giant in front of us. We've got to wrestle with the challenge. What do we do in life when life doesn't work out? What, what do we do when it feels like prayer no longer avails and bad news seemingly gets worse? You know, we're always looking to the next hopeful 
what should we do when in reality there isn't anything we can do. Sometimes we're living in the incurable consequence of yesterday. Sometimes our marriages are dissolved. Sometimes, sometimes our children are now living out a life that we hoped they'd never live in. Sometimes we find ourselves in the aftermath of poor choices, poor decisions. There are times in life when your ship, it's gonna be headed into a storm and you can't turn the ship. The only thing you can do is hold on and pray and pray and pray. What do we pray? We pray, Lord, if you're not gonna change the outcome, then be with me in whatever the outcome. So what do we have going on here? Israel has now filled up the measure of God's judgment and it's about to be now poured out to such an extent that we find the sobering words in chapter 15, phrases like, I'm tired of relenting. My, my judgment is gonna be so terrible that Israel's enemies will actually make intercession for them. Man, God grew tired? God grew tired? I mean, what did Israel actually do that, was, that warranted this kind of a response from God? I think if we look in the passage here, we see it's continual, unrepentant sin. Now, let me stop here because I'm so grateful that we have the cross. When you look at Christ on the cross bore all of my punishment. So while we're not living any longer under an Old Testament covenant and while this scripture is really being directed to a particular time and slice in history, the word of God still teaches us that what we read in the Bible is intended to teach us something because God didn't change between Malachi and Matthew. This is the same God. God deals with us just a little bit differently because of the grace and the blood of Jesus on the cross, yet there is still a powerful lesson to be learned. Israel is facing judgment. Israel is facing consequence. And today there is still judgment and consequence for sin. That has not gone away. But the question is why? And, and I believe the reason we find Israel living in a season of continual unrepentant sin, generation after generation after generation, is because they were living after yesterday's encounter. They were living after yesterday's testimony. Israel hadn't had any fresh experiences with God. God was still doing things in their midst, but up until this point in season, God is known as the God who has delivered his people out of Egypt, generations later. That's the story. How many of us have that story that 10, 15, 20 years ago, we had an experience with God? One time, a long time ago, God did this thing in my life. But I wonder if the thing that God did while it was powerful and while it was gracious, can I tell you that the greatest thing God ever did was not what happened well, and how would happen in Exodus? Now, man, we find that in the first chapter of Genesis when God says, let there be. And we find these instances of great things. But listen, there's new experiences to be had. There's deeper places to go with God. God is calling us into fresh encounters. God is calling us to move on and move past yesterday's testimony. What God did for me was great. Oh man, my, my testimony of how God one day when I wasn't looking for it, the way God met me and flipped my life around and tore out the old man that I was and put something fresh and new and I was born again while, while that will never change. If that, But that's just the start. 
Israel in uh, about 959, 960 BC, we see the dedication of the temple. Solomon has constructed this temple and uh, we find that in 2 Chronicles 6, the temple's been built and they, they send in the priests to minister. God's presence is so powerful that they, they can't even stay in the temple. They have to leave the temple. This is the apex, man. This is, this is it, the climax, because it's really downhill from there. It's three and 400 years later that Jeremiah is prophesying against Judah. What happened in those years? I think they were lacking a fresh encounter. I think they were living for the Old Testimony. You, you find it, oh, I heard that God used to. People living in the used to. Listen, your Old Testimony, it's gonna promote stagnation and apathy and complacency. The Old Testimony forces us to camp this far but go no further because we're gonna fear losing what we've gained. The Old Testimony has the potential to kill faith, kills the faith that greater things are still ahead. Can I tell you that the greater things are still ahead? Can I tell you that, that it's gonna take faith to move past the last experience you had, but the last experience you had, God has more. Can I say that again? God has more for you. Do you believe God has more? Do you believe that the greater days are ahead? Do you believe that what God wants to do in your life is gonna dwarf what God did yesterday? How can, how can that possibly happen? How can that possibly happen? Because God is bringing you into something new. God is bringing you into tomorrow. God is bringing you into greater things. God is moving you from glory to glory to glory. And can I tell you, while in between those glories, you might find a valley, but every time I get low, that's just a reminder to look up because my salvation is before me. I lift my eyes up to the holy hill from where my help comes from. So if I wanna encourage you, that if you feel like you're in between the glories, look up, got another glory on its way. Quit looking back, quit looking back, quit longing for the good old days. Today's the good old days. Uh, don't, don't look for some revival that's yet to come in the future. Revival is today. The glory is today. God's plan, God's hope is for you today. God's given you grace Today, don't try living off of yesterday's grace. The children of Israel were told specifically when it came to manna, go out and gather one day's worth every day of the week, except for the Sabbath day. On that day, gather two days, but gather only what you need for today. So we read some of them just couldn't follow simple directions and they tried to gather more than they needed. And the Bible tells us that that when they woke up the next day, it was no longer good. It was moldy and filled with maggots and it's nasty. Let me tell you, the Bible tells me that God has given you a measure of grace for today. Quit trying to live off of yesterday's grace. Quit trying to live off of yesterday's glory. Quit trying to live off of yesterday's testimony. Quit trying to live off of what God did yesterday and start looking for what he's doing today. Did you make it out of bed? Did you make it through the day without breaking a limb? Did you make it through the day and eat some kind of food? Did you make it through the day and get some water? Did you make it through the day and take a shower? Did you make it through the day and have something to put on? I'm telling you, start to recognize the small blessings that are around you. Start giving God the 
praise and the worship that is due unto him for the average and the ordinary things in your life. Because I got to tell you something, what you experience here in the Western culture of the United States is blessing. And what you experience on a day-to-day basis, even for those of you that seem to be struggling and you're not sure how you're going to make it through the day, let me tell you, God has given you grace to make it through today. You made it through yesterday. You made it through last week. You made it through last month. You're still standing. Give God some praise. So what's the next thing that we really deal with? I think when it comes to the old testimony, the challenge in front of me is really letting go of yesterday. But I'm encouraged here. Reading verse 14, it says, Behold, therefore, behold, days are coming. I want to stop right there. Did you see that in the the text? It says, therefore, behold, days are coming. Somebody needs to hear this right now. from From the mouth of God, through the mouth of a very simple man, God wants to tell you, behold, days are coming. I'm telling you, days are coming. God was speaking to the prophet Jeremiah. Look, I know it's bad right now. I know that you're in the valley right now. I know that judgment. I know that my hand is against you right now. But I want you to know that God corrects those that he loves. And I want you to know that days are coming. And while you may find yourself in the storm right now, while you find yourself in the thick of it, and there's no hope, and all you see is blackness around you. Some of you are looking at jail time. And some of you are looking at curable disease and some of you are looking at nothing but the thick blackness around you but I want to tell you according to the word of God therefore days are coming that should give you some hope that should give you some kind of a hope that no matter what you're going through right now days are coming that God is going to bring you through it days are coming where God can empower you and lead you through the challenge God is looking for something though in particular Because if you keep reading the text, it says, declares the Lord when they will no longer be said as the Lord lives who brought the sons out of Egypt. See, God is looking to birth new testimony. It requires sometimes silencing the old voices, the old testimonies, because sometimes the great things actually limit God. I want you to hear what God is speaking in the here and now. Some of you hear those voices that said, you'll never finish school. You'll never find a spouse. You'll never get out of debt. You'll never be healed. You'll never make it. The word of the Lord comes not just to silence the negative, uh, but to silence the contrary voices because God's word says, therefore, days are coming. Hey, well, Pastor Aaron, isn't that a word just that Jeremiah gave just to Israel? I believe the same God that spoke this to Israel is the same God that is still speaking and saying that he has plans for you. Oh, again, isn't that for Israel? I believe the word of God tells me that I've been grafted in the vine through Christ Jesus, that I've been brought into the covenant, the promise, and I've been brought into the hope. And so all of God's promises are yes and amen. And I believe his promise for you is yes and amen. I believe you could boldly declare days are coming. It's going to require breaking out of the past. That, that's the requirement there. Is that a work you can do? No, that's a work that the Spirit does. It's a work that the Spirit has to do in you, but it requires letting go of yesterday. Hear what Paul says in Philippians 3.13. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. What are you talking about, Paul? You've been running this ministry hard. Paul's a little bit seasoned at this point of his life and you don't think you've taken hold of it yet? What? 
But Paul tells us one thing I do. I forget what lies behind me and I strain towards what is ahead. Now, Paul's not making a differentiation between what he is forgetting behind him. Certainly, Paul, in his former days, uh, persecuted the church and terrorized the church, right? And so I've often read this and, and believe that Paul was forgetting his failures. And, and I believe there's a hint of that. And I believe that Paul probably struggled with the season of guilt. And I believe Paul could have struggled with the season of doubt. And Paul probably struggled with his past. And I bet the enemy kicked it up in his life and reminded of the things that he used to do. And so Paul's encouraging himself, saying, I'm going to forget the things that are behind me and I'm going to press on. But you got to understand that if you're throwing out the bathwater, you might be throwing out the baby as well. What do I mean? Is that Paul is letting go of everything. I'm going to let go of not just the negative things, but I'm not going to hold on to even the past blessings and believe that my glory days are behind me. I believe that glory days are before me. Did Paul really forget the wonderful things that God did? Certainly not. But Paul wasn't going to be held back by the bad or the good. He was going to keep pressing on because the moments of glory are not the prize. Christ is the prize. Did you hear me? Those moments in your life when God showed up and did something great, that wasn't the prize. Man, that's just part of it. But Jesus is the prize. So what does God want to do? I believe God wants to birth a new story. I believe too often we, we look back and we see a God who was and did but we're not letting him be the God who is and will be. What's the new story? Well, the new story requires new experiences, but you really won't have any true experiences that are, are gonna give God glory unless some of those experiences are challenging. You'll never experience new victories without challenges, and without challenges, you'll never have a story, and without a story, you won't have a testimony. But if you begin to look at your challenge as potential, just scratch the word challenge out, and look at it and say, this is a potential. This is opportunity. This is opportunity for God to show up strong and mighty, and do something great, and do something awesome. I know right now I feel like I'm losing my mind, and I know I've been in season of despair. I know I've been in seasons of depression. I know what it's like for that anxiety to sink into the pit of my chest. And I feel like I need to run to the emergency room and get an EKG and make sure my, my heart's not stopping. I know I'm in a season where I feel so overwhelmed and medication and alcohol and marijuana is not satisfying me. I, I know, but if I can just hold on and not cave in to sin, but instead press on, press on and not give up and not give in and let go of the things that are hindering. You see, it's in those seasons of struggle that you're going to be able to come out with a powerful testimony and you're going to find yourself waking up in the morning saying, look what the Lord has done. I can't wait to share what the Lord will do. We need testimony. We need fresh experience. We need new encounters. Does anybody believe they need a new encounter with the living King? Does anybody believe that God wants to birth a new testimony. I want you to look at the giant that's standing in front of you and declare to that giant in the name of Jesus, you come at me with a sword and spear, but I come at you in the name of the God of Israel. It's because I want you to understand that the battle is not between you and your giant. The battle is between the giant and the Lord of hosts. Somebody needs to give the Lord a shout of praise. So what's the conclusion here? 
God, I, I don't really need all this negative, challenging, painful suffering in my life. I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. The truth is, is culture is advancing. Time is moving. Life is going. Why is it that we assume the kingdom of God has to stand still? The kingdom of God is advancing as well. We can either line up and advance with the kingdom or stay frozen, become a pillar of salt in the background. Here's the call. Will you go after God and ask him for a new, fresh encounter? I wanna pray for you. I wanna pray that you will today begin to have a fresh encounter with the living God. Is that what you want? Anybody need a new testimony? Anybody need fresh fire? This prayer is for you, Father, in Jesus' name. You see every listener longing for fresh experience, fresh encounter, fresh fire. Great days are behind us, oh God, and we don't forget what you've done, but one thing I do is I press on. I press on towards the prize, and that's you, Christ. And so, Lord, I pray that you would bring us to a place of laser focus on the joy that awaits after the cross, that I would not shun correction, that I would not shun my seasons that are meant to birth new testimony and victory. I know that you're with me, and I know that you're with every listener. So Lord, would you grant us the grace that we need to make it through today? You do that. We know that you do that because you love us. And we thank you in Christ's mighty matchless name. Amen. Hey, thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. I pray you were encouraged, enriched, and inspired to chase after God. If you enjoyed today's podcast, why don't you take a minute and share it? Let's encourage each other with God's word. And remember, if you do not have a church to attend, we invite you to visit us at Garden City Church. We're located at 140 Bridge Street in Beverly, Massachusetts, and we meet in the Emmanuel Congregational Church building. If you need prayer or an encouragement, I invite you to email me at pastor at Garden City Church church.net or you can visit me online at aaronrios.com or any social media outlet hey till next time keep pressing on towards christ god bless you